The Lord Jesus Christ was a perfect example of the prayer culture every Christian ought to imbibe, to emulate, to follow, to make a practice of. I've said to you in this church that as a Christian, you should never be quick to condemn yourself, castigate yourself, or class yourself as inferior, especially when you find something that looks like a monumental feat or supernatural accomplishment, which the Lord God has wrought through somebody as dictated in the Bible. Too many times with a wave of the hand we conclude, well, this is no longer possible. At other times, with an air of religion, we say, well, God could use Christ, God could use Paul, God could use disciples, the disciples, when I'm not sure God could me. But I think the path of faith is a path in which you and us Christians want to follow after to find the reason why God used people in Bible. In the Bible, the reason why God used people what was the mindset of Paul as the Lord used him mightily? What was the mindset of Jesus? And I believe you should have been stand up now or stand now to check from time to time and on a regular basis certain mindsets you will see pictorially depicted in the pages of the Bible that were governing factors of miraculous endeavors. This time I see from the word the prayer life of Christ and what punctuated his prayer life, especially the platform of faith and conviction, a relationship with God, I'm encouraged. Encouraged. I'm just encouraged. The greatest mistake any Christian could make here on earth is to feel the Bible recommends to pray because of personal needs. There's some fundamental things which, if not well articulated or articulately grasped, will are the best being foolishness in whatsoever spiritual endeavor you embark on. We are not meant to pray because we have needs primarily. We are meant to pray because we have a relationship with God. Amen. that Bible you will see the sense of relationship prompting or giving birth to prayer is emphasized than just praying because there are needs on ground. And too many of us actually pray because there are needs on ground. The most prayerful person is not the person who understands God so well. The most prayerful person is the person who has needs on ground. And the time comes that you begin to rebuff anyone for praying too much. You say, what exactly are your needs? I thought your needs were met yesterday. What are your needs? I thought you are now married. Before you got married, you were always going to try to pray. But now you are married. Why are you still praying like you used to pray? You challenge the person. But the prayer culture biblically prescribed is a lot more intrinsic and substantive than just upon God there is a need on ground. For example, First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 16 says, Rejoice evermore. Verse 17 says, Pray without ceasing. That's funny. Most times when the Christian rejoices, he forgets to pray. 
Most times when the Christian is comfortable, he forgets to pray. In fact, the burden to pray and the power to be sustained in prayer is immediately exterminated with a lot of affluence, a lot of fame, a lot of satisfaction, a lot of ash, financial remunerations, or a lot of uh, buoyancy on ground. Looks to me as if some of us last long in prayers because of our needs and sleep off after we have prayed a while because the needs that have brought us have dwindled sort of or we have made up our minds and you accept the status quo and take things the way they are without actually trying to make a change whichever way. Pray without ceasing. Christian is admonishing the Holy Word of God to constantly pray. Colossians chapter 4 verse 2 says, Continue in prayer. Oh, I love this one. Continue. Now, it does not take into cognizance our many needs. We have said, Pray until something happens. Operation push. God's word does not say pray until something happens. God's word says pray forever. It says pray because something has happened. It's continuing prayer. Preach prayer to the Christian is a lifestyle, a culture. Prayer to the Christian is a work with God. Prayer to the Christian is a relationship with God. beyond you. It's a venture God has invited you in. He looks away as if there's a grand welcome the Christian into the prayer communion with God. It's a new state. It is not about the season. It's not about the environment. It is not about your feelings. It's about the state. And this state giving you a great invitation to come and pray for more. The issue of finding how long to pray. The issue of finding how long to pray. I said the issue of finding how long to pray is no issue at all. Because you ought to pray forever more. The issue of finding, finding how long to pray is no issue at all because you pray forever more. It's, it's a commitment of the heart that ignites the heart to this dutiful sense of obligation. You are always found at forever more. Romans 12 and verse 12 says, Is that in prayer. The Lord Jesus Christ epitomizes clearly, clearly demonstrates by a sign and a symbol the kind of prayer lifestyle that you and I ought to imbibe or follow hard after. Jesus was needless. Jesus had no needs. By merely blessing bread, he fed 4,000. By merely blessing bread, he fed 5,000. He commanded the storm. The storm was still. He commanded everything to happen. It happened. The sea was still. He miraculously delivered himself several times from an angry mob. Ladies and gentlemen, in spite of this particular situation, Jesus was always caught praying at all times. Prayer goes beyond your needs. It's a communion. It's a consecration. It's a devotion. Proverbs 18.24 He that has a friend must show himself friendly and there's a friend that's taken closer than a brother. Jesus prayed without ceasing. Jesus prayed without ceasing. 
actually pursue. I just each time I see that word continue in prayer, I'm always elated because I found the whole soul several times in my Bible. For example, Acts chapter 1 and verse 14 says, And these all continued in prayer and in fellowship. They all continued with one accord in prayer. They all continued. Oh God. I love the kind of patient continuance in prayer that the word of God teaches the Christian to find a lifestyle. Continuing in prayer. Jesus prayed at all times. Mark's Gospel chapter 1 reveals Jesus' kind of mentality in prayer. You will not have obtained a password in the sight of God, in the light of the prayer culture God expects you to imbibe or have have this kind of mindset in prayer always in prayer amen i want this particular phrase to be part of you always in prayer if you need to find a place if you need to find a time if you need to find the heart if you need to find the convenience to pray then you are not always in prayer the man who is always in prayer prays at all times praise everyone <laughs> at all inconveniences and prays at all conveniences you don't have to look for a better place or suitable place you just pray you are, you, are, you are in prayer that's my word to always be in prayer The child of God should be in the state of prayerful communion 24 hours. To always be in prayer. To always be in prayer. <laughs> to always be in prayer. To always be in prayer. To mood. To be in the acts. To acts. To be in the attitude. To be in the attitude. To be in the ministry, to be in the involvement, to have the thought of prayer. 24 hours always in prayer. Amen. Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, and verse 35. And in the morning, rising of a great while before day, he went out. And departed into a solitary place. And there he prayed. <laughs> there are some words I found very common in the ministry of Jesus. Solitary place. Hey! Oh God. Deserts. Wilderness. A mountain. Jesus did not have friends. Neither was he looking for friends. Jesus didn't have acquaintances that took his time. He didn't have people that him with the uncommon thoughts of chocolatey mundanities of this profane earth. He didn't have people who disturbed him. Nobody pushed him off the track of his spiritual communion. There was nobody who came upon Jesus and said, Jesus, you will pray today to me or sit with me or think about me or think to me or think towards me. Jesus Christ had all his time to go into the solitary place, into the wilderness, into the desert, into the mountain, where he departed alone. I am this church. Verse 36. And when you had found him, the servant of him, all men should be. If you look at verse 35, all by itself, you may not really get much of it. But if you look at the preceding verses, you most likely will understand what exactly emanated the word transpired before verse 35. Verse 30. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick of a fever and Immediately, 
way. <laughs> Some folks say they don't care what it means. Say unknown. What is unknown? Well, one of those Greek words. It's an English word. It's an old word. And just immediately. That's the word. You see the word fuller. Fuller has used that. Luke chapter 9. It means bleaching agent or bleacher. There's no fool and arts could write them. It's a bleaching agent or bleacher. See the word anon. It means treat we. That's what it means. Glory to God. That's why I said to you at this church or in this church, you must get some other versions of the Bible so you'll be able to see. words that may be lost in contemporary English version and then you are able to find out exactly what God word says Mark 9 and verse 3 and his woman became shining exceeding white as snow so as snow full Bleacher, bleaching agent on earth could wipe them. Now let's run back to Mark's Gospel chapter 1 and verse 31. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And immediately the fever left her and she ministered unto them. Verse 32. And at even, when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased and them that were possessed with devils. And all the city were gathered together at the door. And he healed many that were sick of devil's diseases and cast out many devils and suffered out of the devils to speak because they knew him. And in the morning, after this kind of miraculous invasion of the city, all oh, the city, the study three had experienced the mighty power of God. I'm sure Jesus will have found many people who needed counseling and those who needed more prayers. And those who were waiting to see the man of God. But a long time rising before dawn, he departed into the solitary place. And then he prayed. Matthew's Gospel chapter 14. Let the prayer culture of Jesus be your lifestyle. Let Jesus' prayer style be your style. Let Jesus' involvement your reference reference Matthew's gospel chapter 14 he had fed 5,000 verse 21 men beside women and children 5,000 Matthew 14 and verse 22 and straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him onto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. Luke 6 and verse 12. Jesus went into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. From Mark's Gospel chapter 1 and verse 35, Jesus Christ rose early to pray and he prayed all morning. The very we asked, he prayed all morning. From Luke chapter 6 and verse 12, Jesus went into a mountain to pray and he prayed all night. From Matthew's Gospel chapter 14 and verse 23, he went and prayed all afternoon. So he prayed all night, he prayed all morning, he prayed all afternoon, he prayed 24 hours. He had a prayer commitment. His prayer commitment was beyond his needs. Ladies and gentlemen, two very strategic things I want you to note in the life of Jesus as he relates with his prayer lifestyle is this 
Number one. In public prayers, Jesus never showed any form of needs. In public prayers, Jesus never showed any form of desperation. In public prayers for the miraculous, Jesus, and this to a large extent, shows the quality of his prayer life. of the people who shout when they pray you hear them shouting everywhere God, God do something God do something epitomize their prayer involvement this is exactly how they pray anywhere they are desperate always having a need always looking for something always needing something always ambitious Aspiring, Jesus prayed to God as though he was full and satisfied. He prayed to God as though he was already blessed and prospered. He prayed to God as though God knew him before time. Too many of us pray to God as though we are strangers to God. We are strangers to the kingdom of God. We are strangers to the covenant of blessings. We are strangers to what the kingdom has got to offer us. A bare point of need. Matthew's Gospel chapter 14 verse 25 and when it was evening his disciples came to him saying this is a desert place and the time is now past send the multitude away that they may go to the villages and buy themselves victuals so what are victuals? food, contingencies necessary items things needful for the body <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 16. But Jesus said unto them, The need not depart. Now give all of them food to eat. I love this. Ah, himself knew what he would do. Jesus knew what he would do. Ah. That was why he said, Give them to eat. He knew what he was going to do. Do you know there are too many times in life when we get in the situations where we need miracles and we are so perplexed because we don't know what to do? As though God is helpless and helpless and as hopeless as we are. Jesus knew what he will do. No situation put him in jeopardy of life. There was no situation that staggered or baffled him. Jesus was never mystified by any situation. He knew what he would do. So he said to them, sarcastically, now you give them food to eat. Hallelujah. Amen. You can imagine you are driving your car on the highway and there are 15 robbers touching their guns and, and swearing to an oath to mutilate your body beyond the pieces of bones ever found anywhere crushed if you pass through the barricade that they have created and then someone sits on this side of you pass through pass through maybe a mob action of Muslims with cudgels and knives in a jihad and they surround you one thousand of them and then he, he says to you pass through himself knew what he would do he said come lord he said pass through he said give you them to eat there were so many give them to eat where, where will they get what will they get how will they get what they will get to give them to eat are you sure you came to church of this oh my god people have to go people have to go they don't have to go they don't have to go anywhere get down for two weeks they need to go 
17 and they say unto him we have hair but five loaves and two fishes he said bring them hither to me and he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass on the grass <laughs> the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude and they did all eat what did Jesus do? he said sit on the grass and he looked up into heaven and he blessed it that's the kind of prayer culture he just took the bread and blessed it and began to distribute You will see as we study the prayer life of Jesus, which I said is an encouragement for every Christian to pray and learn to pray beautifully, that Jesus never prayed from a desperate heart. A heart of unbelief. A heart expecting nothing. within my heart sometimes most Christians who pray pray expecting nothing Christians did you hear me say this you must put this down now most Christians who pray pray expecting nothing they just pray because they have to I mean it most Christians who pray they pray expecting nothing they pray knowing nothing can happen That expectation. Most times we are just we are hauled into prayer without expecting any returns. I gave you a story some years ago of how a pastor's wife had died, and instead of going to bury her, she had died at childbirth. Members of the church abducted her corpse, her own five cops. They abducted this corpse and brought this cop to cops to the church hall. Put her right there on the altar and began to pray from morning to evening. He can imagine the kind of prayer Christians pray when they are desperately in need, faithlessly expecting nothing. And this is the kind of question that I love to ask. Each time somebody comes and says, Pray for me. I say, What will happen to you after this? They say, The moment you are through with prayer, I will go to the doctor. I say, Now go immediately. <laughs> You don't have the confidence at times to ask this question, but I've got the confidence. I've got the confidence. I've got the confidence. And the woman says, Well, I want to pray now. What will happen? And he says, Well, after this prayer, I want to rush to the pharmacy to take some drugs. I say, In Jesus' name, you are blessed. Go your way. Say, No pray. I say, pray about what? Really, when you find someone says, After you have prayed, I go back to work. Hey, that's my kind of guy. Expecting nothing. So after they had prayed the whole day and it was getting the evening, somebody came to join them. One of the other men of God came to join them and said, I've heard that this person died. They, they had locked the door and they had prayed themselves to run. They had prayed themselves to see as they had prayed and sobbed, weak, tired, fatigued. So the man said, Alright, amen, amen. Put the prayer to your hearts. Put the prayer to your hearts. Okay, okay. In Jesus' name. Yes, amen. And the possible thought he was going to say, Now rise up, you dead, and walk back home. He said, To those who had been praying all day. Now, if this lady jumps off and walks home, many of you were on everyone when we pray said if 
ever stands. This will be the last time I will come to this church. Hey, if God raises this dead, then this church has changed to Professor Pella's church. Why were you praying then? see this story in the Bible because most Christians who pray, pray expecting nothing. So what's the use? Rather when you find a preacher preach on this because it indicates the kind of style and situation of our sermons. We, 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 we preach with sentiments. A lot of sentiments. We don't preach the truth we preach with sentiments, what we think is ideal. Now, no part of the Bible should be left out of the preaching mythology. We should preach every part of the Bible the way it is. Not caring whose ox is God. Not caring. Not caring. Who is insulted or last, Or who is brought plain from the word of God and discern? Acts chapter 12. Amen. Amen. I'm going to run. But I play something. Now about that time, time, here are the king sent forth his hand of exile of the church, and he killed his brother of John with the sword, and because he saw pleased the Jews, he proceeded final to Peter also. Then we had the base of the unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four continents of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter therefore was kept in prison. But prayer was made without season of the church unto him. This is what many of us we pray without season, but we pray expecting nothing. Jesus' prayer culture was not a prayer in some empty desperation. He expected nothing. Too many times the way people pray is indicative. The way people pray is indicative of their expectation of nothing. Their target is nothing. Hit it most times. Very desperate. <laughs> there are some things in the Bible you will not see as referendums or references or, or, or indices associated with prayers that the Christian must always put in his prayer as an important or vital ingredient for fortification. Ladies and gentlemen, you will not find noise. You will not find, find shouting. You will not find violence. You will not find sobbing. You will not find some mental intimidation. You will only find faith. And faith is not noise. That you are shouting or clawing or clamoring or running. That's not you have faith. Faith is in your heart. It is not on your lips. Because most of us feel that prayers prayed with a loud noise are more effective than prayers prayed with some inaudible voice of articulation. It's not about your it's about your heart. Do you have faith in what you are saying in any way? Do you believe something will happen? Do you believe something will happen? Jesus did not pray a prayer that was without focus. His prayer cut off. He didn't pray like that nothing will happen. He knew what he would do and he expected that something tangible was about to come to pass or happen. He had faith in what he was praying about. He had faith in this kind of prayer. He blessed it and the miracle happened. He took the bread, he lifted his eyes and broke it and blessed it and gave thanks. It could happen. Acts chapter 12. made what's the use of praying long without faith the weapons with which you fight are not carnal let me just step on your toes a little let me step on your toes a little he said at 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 3 that we walk in the flesh we don't water the flesh that we look human we don't water the flesh for the weapons with which we fight are not weapons of the flesh they are spiritual weapons because many of us have been encapsulated in verbal violence we respond to unbelievers in verbal violence thinking that it's in verbal violence power is exalted the man of knowledge spirit words 
The Lord Jesus Christ's voice was not hard. He did not scream or cry. His voice will not be heard in the streets. You will not hear. He says, a smoking flax will not quench. A bush will break until he sends forth judgment into victory. And in his name shall the Gentiles trust. It's a supernatural nature. The child of God should dwell alone. He should dwell on the force of God within and not on the physical force. Too many of us are mouthy. We are loquacious. We talk too much things we don't mean and have no faith in the things we say. the sky, God will sit and God will sit and hear you. All witches are wizards. Hey, 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 hey. Now something is wrong somewhere. You are agitated. The witches and wizards are not agitated. You are agitated. You are afraid. All of my spirit, all of my spirit, ah, ah, what's going to happen? And you are not my spirit yourself. place in Bible where Christ was doing them demon of demons to cast out demons himself. The man of authority ought to identify authority. He says to this one and come. He says come. He says move. But he made to shout doesn't mean you have faith. Authoritative powerful preachers are known in our contemporary times by how much noise they make when they cast out devils. Ah, come on! Does not have faith in any way. In fact, I was thinking, the man that has faith is a man whose shadow, shadow, shadow heals the sick. That's my kind of guy. He just passes Acts 5 and verse 15 and his shadow falls upon them that have ailments and demons come out of them. I was thinking of Acts 16 and then the man Paul was just walking and I was saying maybe he had the spirit of domination. She began to say, these are the servants of the most holy God who have come to show us what nation. He said, come out of her. I thought she done this many days and the spirit left her immediately. That's my kind of guy. Acts 19 and verse 11 from his body, from his body. His body, they were taking their bones, and those who had demons began to be delivered. And you have to scream. That you look fierce does not make you spiritual. Look normal. Spirituality is on the inside, not on the outside. Some of us are so ridiculous. We don't wash our mouths. We don't dress well. We don't have a nice haircut. We don't have our bath because we are so spiritual. See, I want to speak to demons with unwashing mouths. Demons are spirits. Your mouth will always think I cause trouble in the church. Wash it. Just wash it up with some dental clean. Clean it up with some clothes up. Clean it up. So you can pull the demon and say, go. And they will not run for the unwashing mouth but for the power of God. Because at times some washing mouth can, can send some demons away, really. Hallelujah. Six. And when he would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, but with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the priest and behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him and the light shined in the prison and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up saying, Arise quickly, up quickly. And his chains fell off with his head. And the angel said unto him, Guard thy servant, bind on thy sandals. And so he did and he saith unto him, Cast the garment above him and follow me. And he went and followed him and wished not that it was true which was done by the angel. But himself thought he saw a vision. He had no faith he would be delivered. He was set to die like his master had died. Verse 10 of Acts chapter 12, when they were past the first and the second word, they came unto the iron gates that leaded unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on 
threw one straight and forth with the angel departed from him when Peter was come to himself he said now I know of his sweaty that the Lord had sent his angel and had delivered me out of the hand of you and the Lord expectation of the people of the Jews and when he had considered the dream he came to the house of Mary the mother of James whose name was Mark where many where many where many were gathered together praying they had been praying and as Peter knocked at the door of the gate a damsel came to her and then Lord and when she knew Peter's voice she opened up the gate for gladness but ran in and told her Peter stood before the gate and they said to her thou art mad you are mad uh-uh. the man is dead if the man was dead why were they praying but that's just prayer for you in the body of Christ just pray brethren begin to pray brethren begin to pray brethren thou must downstairs must disappear thou must must disappear the Lord said let the Lord arise and his enemies be scattered brethren that must must disappear begin to pray begin to pray people just begin to shout they have no sense of direction I've seen this before some folks rubbish what I say she's I'm praying are you praying in tongues no what is it mean you have seen no sense in the house of God keep your mouth lest your mouth will sin against the Lord this desperation I know you could pray at and you feel something in your heart you could pray at times and there's like a burden in your heart but most Christians think that bodies are physically created and they just want to show some kind of strength the prayerful person in the body of Christ is no longer the person praying with all his heart the prayerful person is the person that makes the noise most necessary noise wasted efforts useless noise confusion faithlessness Demism, cultism. That's what happens. Yaku, 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 yaku. What do you mean, yaku, yaku, yaku? You're not praying in tongues. Are you not praying in tongues? So first, gather. What is the meaning of this? So cultism. Because it's either you're praying by the Holy Ghost. If you make any other string noise, you come metaphysical. To keep the atmosphere glow, a hot atmosphere spiritually is determined by the hearts of people there. It's not the noise. Do you know what people say when they say, hey, 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 hey. Now, now hot? Hey. You know what they mean? People were noisy, people were howling, they were shouting. Over the times in prayer meetings with gallivants, they can like antelopes, they go like kitas, say nothing, they say nothing, say nothing, 20 minutes, say nothing, say nothing. This is what I do. He's praying, say nothing. <laughs> How do you describe a prayer in my prayer without saying nothing? Just God knows my heart. May you not pray. Acting in a play that has no title. It won't say. Because Nigerians won't plays that have title. Love stories. This way you are doing is far is a dodge of money. It has no resemblance to what they love to hear. This before Acts 12 and verse 15, you are mad. She cursed and found that he was even so. This same girl had not seen Peter. She had not seen Peter. Surely, that is it. Yeah, God has answered the prayer. Sir, I'm with you. Somebody says, Pastor, please come and pray for my relation. I follow him to the bedside of my relation. She was cancer. Actress of the heart of the blood vessels. 
smoking your shoes. Yes, God knows. There is no time left to go. Say the name of Jesus Christ. You cancel. I command every shirt to die. Be healed in Jesus' name. Go disintegrate from this body. Healing powerful upon this person. Be here to death in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just then, then. He was this. Okay, Peter. Peter. Quickly go and price the coffin. Price is small because we don't have too much money. And then you. And then you inform Daddy that he is dead. He just finished praying now. He was a fool of prayer. He makes a mock at God. I just finished praying. He says, Pastor, I will, I will come to church in three weeks after we are through with the barrier. The man is still living. She's, he's already planned the barrier. So you are ashamed. You are ashamed out of your prayer place. Say, God bless you, Pastor. Please, the offering I'll bring later. The offering, because we have like you offering, the man is dying. He said to you. Number two. Things I said are very evident as Christ prayed an epitome of a good prayer lifestyle. He didn't pray hopelessly. His prayer culture was so hinged on his relationship with God that he spoke of his prayer in such a way that leaves a lot to be learned by the Christian. No wonder this man stayed so long. So, so long alone with God. No wonder. John 5 19. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. Hey! 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 the father do it is marvelous so, so there's such a relationship I see what the father doeth such a link John chapter 5 and verse 30 I can on my own self do nothing as I hear I judge and my judgment is just because I seek not my own but the will of the Father which have sent hey hey it's amazing John 16 and yet my judgment is true for many alone, but I am the Father that had sent me. John 8, 29, and he that sent me with me, the Father had not left me alone, for so I do those things that please him. See such relationship. What I see the Father do, life. For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth, and he will show him greater works than this, that he may matter. Do what I do all by myself, I'm seeing the Father. Kai. Oh! That's relationship. It's a culture of confidence, it's a culture of friendship. Prayer is a lifestyle. Should be our lifestyle. Prayer is not a tool to get something from God. Prayer is our relationship. Prayer is not a weapon against the devil. Prayer is not about the devil, it's about God. You don't need to pray about the devil or pray to him, tell him to leave and he's got to go. But you must pray to God. The devil doesn't understand our low prayers. It's God who knows prayers. The 
have a law. Psalm 34 and verse 15, 1 Peter 3 and verse 12. And when the righteous and his ears incline unto their prayers, you stand praying, forgive. He said, So your heavenly father will forgive you also. Mark 11 and verse 25. Prayer is to God. He said, Enter into your closest and say, Our Father! The devil has not been reposed someone to receive or heal or answer prayers. It's God who prayed. Prayer is important. Praying in faith is important. Praying by the word is optimal. Most praying prayer is important. To pray in faith is more important. And the ultimate is to pray in accordance with the will of God. For there is no faith outside the word of the will of God. This is the word of the will of God. This is the revelation of the mind of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus said, and look at verse 19. Verse 17 tells us the context. My father walketh hither too, and I walk. And do what God has been doing. I am my father alone. John 10 30. I am my father alone. We have the same spirit. We are one, one in nature, one in life, one in everything. Different personalities. What the Father shows me that I do. No wonder he was always spending time. No wonder. No wonder he was no wonder he found so many places. No wonder he didn't trust me. Communion. Prayer involvement, prayer encounter, prayer relationship, prayer devotion, prayer trusts, the link of prayer, the power of prayer, the union. Prayer is ideal. Prayer is good. Prayer is worth it. Pray and pray well today. Stand to your feet, lift your hands. Give